Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thank you for the privilege uh, of coming across your airways and uh, allowing this broadcast to be part of your day. We're, we are honored by that, Stephanie. I, you know, it, to me, I don't know how you feel, Stephanie, but to me, one of the great honors of my life, you know, in that top five or ten is this podcast. Yeah. It's, a, it's an incredible um, responsibility and privilege and blessing all rolled up in one. <laughs> You know, it's almost like a journey. And I just played yeah. that harp for you, Stephanie. I almost forgot to do that, but I played the heavenly harp Aww. for you there in the background. I feel so special. Yeah, we're only doing that this week. I don't want to have oh, to remember well, that forever. Yeah, but we I'll did. Enjoy, maybe enjoy, on our birthday. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll play the heavenly harp for Emmy, you know? and Aww, I, her I, birthday. Yeah, her birthday's coming up. Oh, really but believe me, it, on my desk is 16 different items I'm considering for Emmy. You can't mess oh, up Emmy's goodness. birthday. And uh, and Debbie reminds me, I can't get all 16 for her. So, I, <laughs> uh, so I, I've, I've been going through some different things and not knowing exactly what I should get her. But I'm going to hook her up. She's going to be covered oh. on that. So Yeah, uh, she asked me this morning, I was doing her hair, and I did the wrong kind of braid, so we had to work through the emotions of that. But anyways, um, she's like, when, I was telling her we're going to see you soon, and she's like, how long, when, I mean, it was almost getting down to me needing to get out a calculator to figure out the hours. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, it's kind of soon yeah I, I miss all the kids but especially emmy emmy's got that sense inside of her you know that you just want to dig into even her siblings i mean it's not like anybody hates her for it emmy's just got a neat sense about her she does and, uh, uh, it's going to drive her future husband crazy until he marries her and knows she locks her down that's how special she is but <laughs> we promised coming out of yesterday finishing up yesterday's podcast that we would start right away uh, speaking about apathy. Apathy is such a big thing among people. It's like a loss of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. It's like, you know, I always tell people my definition of it. It's like saying that, you, you know, when you get apathetic, that's when you want to lay down on the couch. That's when you don't want to get up. That's when you don't want to get a job. That's when you don't want to ask a boyfriend or girlfriend out, take your wife or husband out for dinner. That's when you don't want to do those things and set up great things for your families and each other you just lose why you know and it's and so I always tell people it's like saying God can't do anything else in your life it's like saying God can't do anything else in your family and in your relationships and 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 in that whole ethos your whole culture I mean you're shutting down fun for a ton of people Stephanie I mean that's what apathy yeah. is and and you admittedly you've been there right oh yeah yeah definitely and that it's it's a very hard um, it's a slump. <laughs> it's yeah. a nasty slump. And I, I, I do want to point out there is a difference, um, 
between apathy and needing rest because there are times that um, we do need to take time to rest. So I'm not saying you push yourself till you collapse. Um, but after the, the apathy is where you have the energy to do something. And instead of accomplishing something, you are making a conscious decision. I'm going to be lazy. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to loaf around. Right. When you are fully capable of working. And, and sometimes that's all right. You know, sometimes we do loaf around. Sometimes. Right. Some, and sometimes and you need that. Those that's are right. Good. Yeah. You wear your, your comfortable, most loose fit in jammies and you lay on the couch and stuff. I get that. But it's when I think that it comes perpetual. I think that, right. that that's apathy. I think. Right. And you know, there's that time. And even God says, what, what does he say about being heavy laden that you come on to him? Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and find He'll what, give us rest. He will. You'll find what you need there over in revelation three sixteen. though. It does speak about those people who are, you know, dealing with apathy. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of thy mouth. And even the Lord's saying, we don't even know what you are. You know, yeah. whatever you do, you know, Martin Luther King said, and what's and, and whatever you do, do heartily. If you're, you know, a road sweeper, be the best road sweeper. If you're uh, a painter, be the best painter. If you're a lawyer, be the best lawyer. And he went on and on with that. But, you know, more important than Martin Luther King saying that is God says, and whatsoever yeah. you do, do heartily. And uh, yeah. so, you know, God's given us a word that we need to do it not as unto men, but to him. When we make a decision to do something, our lives are about God. And I think, I think, Stephanie, that's one of the hardest things in my life. So, again, I don't ever want to be preachy on this podcast. I don't ever want to sound like I'm the hero in this podcast because I'm not. Stephanie's not. You know, these are things we deal with, too. Uh, but we, we do need to recognize when it goes from needing a day of rest to the kids not seeing mom and dad out of pajamas in a week, we've went too far. Uh, so I think that's, yeah. it's, it's important. We need to recognize those things. And sometimes we need to push through, you know, some of the best things in my life happened when I just got over it, you know? And I said, man, yeah. I, I just got to go do something. And, uh, uh, I just got to somehow fit in my day. And I told Debbie last night and earlier today, you know, we're going to Kohl's later on when, when work ends, we, you know, I got a 30% off coupon that's going to expire. I got a package. I got to take back. They're going to give me an extra. I'm going to have a new t-shirt. Praise God. At the end of the day, it's going to be one of those American flag ones that are usually uh, ironed on there crookedly, but I'm going to end up getting 30% off plus an additional five bucks, man. It's going to be a good deal. So get off that couch, get out there, do some things for God. You know, so many people, want to call up and say, you know, the kids are having a bad day. I think, you know, the little baby's a little bit sick. We can't go to church. Suck it up, man. You're missing out on an opportunity to, for your pastor to open the holy oracles of God to share with you what mm -hmm. he's been praying for, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. So, folks, don't be apathetic. Be the opposite of that. Be that person that says, you know what, I serve a wonderful God, and whatever I do, and whatsoever I do, I'm going to do it heartily. And uh, so we find ourselves, Stephanie, we're in Proverbs chapter 20, and we're cruising along, and we found ourselves in verse number 14 this morning. It said, it is not, it is not, saith the buyer. So it actually says that twice. If you're listening on your car radio and not following along with your Bible, I'm not having a stroke or anything. But when he is gone his way, then he boasteth. 
So there's, there's a lot going on there. It's not, which means for nothing. It's good for nothing. And uh, uh, so when you think about that, and, you know, I, I don't know. Almost when you're talking about this, it's, it, it, it's talking about when I think in my world, it's a little bit of business in here. You know, it's good for nothing to hear you're this or you're that. It's, uh, uh, you know, what somebody wants you to buy, the price of their sell, all that's coming to my mind. And then when somebody drives away and you say, man, I, you know, I put 12 bucks on that box of peaches, but everybody knew I'd take 10 and I got 11 out of them or I got 12 out of them and you brag about it. I think it's yeah. good for nothing. Uh, uh, or, or even the other side of that cries the buyer. Uh, you know, it, it's just the buyer that I think can be crying there. It said, it is not, it is not, which means it's good for nothing saying the buyer, but when he has gone his way, then he boasts us. So the buyer cheating the, the seller, knowing that they have to make a sale. I think, I think this thing cuts both ways, Stephanie. Yeah, no. And I think it's very important. Um, the boasting, you know, that idea that, downplaying something and then when you go away i think you hit the nail on the head then when you leave kind of and boasting about how you maybe didn't swindle but maybe you cut a corner to get yourself a better deal um you know at the expense of someone else yeah you know, yeah it's not a good thing it's gloating, it's bragging, it's, yeah. you know, it's self-centeredness. It's look, I got over, and it's all right. I mean, you get a good deal on a car, which is really hard to do in the Biden dollar time. But if oh, you get a good word. deal on a car or, or something like that, it's okay to say, hey, I got a really good deal. Thank God for that. But when it gets to the point of bragging, when it gets to the point of, you, you know, you're basically you're showing some swank, you're gloating. I mean, we could go on a hundred different ways of saying that and without opening up a thesaurus, I don't know if I have any more, but there's a bunch of them, <laughs> but the bottom line, it, you know, it includes some type of bragging in there, I think. And, and yeah. you know, bragging is pride. And, yeah. uh, you know what pride does? It cometh before destruction and a haughty yeah. spirit before the fall. And, uh, you know, when pride comes there's destruction right behind it. So we yeah. have to be very careful. And again, it's okay to say, hey, I bought this house. I got a good deal. And I'm always careful. You know, we bought our house. Stephanie knows the story. She got a great deal on her house when she bought it. You know, we bought this house 10 years ago as a short sale. And God blessed us beyond anything we can imagine. We can't even keep up with the value of houses in our area right now. <clears throat> but I don't want to brag about that because it's nothing. It's just something God did for us to be able to do our ministry. And we considered mm -hmm. renting and see if prices would come down or something. And, but God put all of that together. And that's why it's so important not to let pride seep in. It's so important yeah. to understand that blessings come from God. It's so important to mm -hmm. understand that that, and, and, you know, brethren, you know, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when we go through a day. And sometimes, you know, it's, We've had so many uh, bad things come around. Uh, we've had so many bad sales in a row. We've had, and it's easy sometimes to get caught up in pride, but that's the best time to say, boy, to God be the glory. God, you took care of me yeah. today. God, you yeah. gave me exactly what I needed today. And I thank you for that. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and this is the best, I think that's what this is talking about, that we should never drive away from a deal, should never drive away from anything. Uh, that would cause that. Hey, listen, folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang in there. Come right back. It's great to be back with you as we move along through the book of Proverbs. And we just finished up verse number 
14, chapter 20, verse number 14. And then verse number 15, Stephanie said, there is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. The lips of knowledge. Think about that. You know, there's a lot of gold out there. There's rubies, uh, but the lips of knowledge, knowing what's going on. Solomon's presenting another treasure, I think. And that's what I've got written in my Bible next to this, and, and a very important treasure, and that's the lips of knowledge, saying things that are true, <laughs> saying things that uh, you've learned about, saying things that are honest. And he's comparing them to these other treasures of rubies and gold, which were a real big deal back then and even a deal today. I mean, what are you thinking about there, mm-hmm. Stephanie? No, I think it's it's the what, I, what comes to mind when I read this um, is the whole um, – Solomon loved the comparison in Proverbs between gems and their value and the value of truth, the value of wisdom. Um, Even in Proverbs 31, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. And this constant, you know, Solomon had riches beyond anything we can imagine. You know, think of all the gold he had. He, here he was the wisest man in the world, and, and God also made him so wealthy. And so he knew. He knew both sides of the coin, so to speak. And, and he, throughout Proverbs, compares wisdom to wealth. And he always places wisdom, truth, true knowledge, not, not foolish boastings, but but true knowledge. And when I see, when he says the lips of knowledge, I think this, the idea of wisdom gained by experience, wisdom because of, of life and learning from it and becoming um, more wise and being able to give counsel, you know, everybody's looking to buy wealth. Everybody's looking to become, um, to get more ahead in a, in a sense of through money and Solomon's saying the best way to get ahead in life is to take time to listen to the lips of knowledge because those lips are going to give you more wealth and more um, understanding to, to do well in life than all the money in the world can ever do. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a valid point, folks. There's, there's things in this world that are worth a lot more than jewels. And uh, integrity, saying the right thing, uh, informed lips, you know, uh, it's a big deal. And I'm glad we got to cover that this morning. We, and if we have that virtue within us, and most of us do, uh, we can be happy with that today. And mm. so then we get to verse 16, and it says, Take his garment that is a pledge of him for a strange woman. And uh, uh, so we got something here. Again, we're talking about like a down payment or a deposit. You know, so we're constantly talking about weights, measurement, money. And in, in this particular verse, in verse number 16, uh, it's talking about taking the garment as a down payment of something they say they'll pay you back. So it's, a, it's another thing. It's like, don't give somebody something unless you have a down payment. You have proof they can give it back. Uh, and you can hold what they give you as a pledge. So a lot of times, especially in that day, uh, a lot of people borrowed money on speculation. People got property back in the biblical times, and they would do a claim. You know, they, things kept growing up. They'd make a claim, and they own these 250, 300 acres, whatever the case may be. And they ran out of money, and they wanted to farm. They could go down and say, hey, I want to farm. And, and uh, you know, the person loaning the money can say, well, listen, I need collateral. 
You know, I'll loan you the money, but I need a down payment and I need some collateral. And if you don't pay me, I get half your land or something to that event. And I think that's kind of what's going on, that we should never just blindly loan things and we shouldn't expect to borrow things without that kind of thing, Stephanie. Right, right. Well, and this is just, we look at this as, well, isn't this just good business savvy? Well, guess what? Good business dealings are based in biblical truths. Yeah. And. Yeah, this is a this is wisdom versus foolishness. You don't um you don't be put up something, you know, collateral for someone you don't know. You don't yeah. become partners with someone who, you know, you you don't know who they really are. It's just this is this seems like such common sense, but clearly it isn't for a lot of people because God emphasizes it many times. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think that's very true. And I think it's real. And, uh, I, I think we can, we, I want to squeeze in with this cause I think it goes together real well. Verse number 17, and we still have a few minutes. I think we can cover that. It says bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be feel, filled with gravel. And you know, mm-hmm. sin and transgression always are attractive to people. It's always what the devil's selling. It's always, uh, you know, we can go back to the Garden of Eden, uh, you know, where the devil's always selling that, hey, this is better. Nothing's going to happen to you. And, you know, it's that idea of forbidden fruit, forbidden bread in this particular case. It can be like gravel to us. Boy, it tastes good going down. We we get hooked up in that sin. But, man, it's coming back like having gravel in your mouth. And you don't want to have gravel in your mouth. And I think God is using this illustration or inspired this illustration uh, for us to know that sin does have a selling virtue to it, which is not a godly virtue. It does have yeah. a, a an attractiveness, Stephanie. It, it, it is attractive. Yeah. Well, and to understand that God, or that Satan does his best to make sin look attractive, even in the Garden of Eden. Um, you know, he takes them to the tree where there's this beautiful fruit that's pleasant to the eyes. Um, I mean, God goes out of his way to describe how beautiful that tree was and how good the fruit looked. Um and Satan used that and said, understand that sin often won't look, you know, immorality looks great if you don't look at the consequences, you know, from a complete fleshly evil perspective, Satan makes it look good. And that's, that's why, you know, we sing the kids song, oh, be careful little eyes what you see, oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Um, all, you know, we have that cute song that we sing with kids, but th- those are powerful truths because th- if we don't keep our ears, you know, our senses, our ears, our eyes, our mouth, our nose, um, you know, our feet, our hands, if we don't keep all of our body members as instruments of righteousness unto God and we give Satan a stronghold foothold in our lives, he will run with it and he will bring us to destruction through something that in its beginning looked absolutely beautiful and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and God, you know, look what he did to Adam and Eve and, uh, and, and go out throughout the Bible and we can see the way, uh, the God of this world, the devil tempts things. And, and we just need to look at our own lives and look at the people who've came in and out of our lives and, and realize that, yeah. that, that sin comes with a very high cost. And, uh, you know, it costs us relationships. It costs us most importantly, it costs us a good relationship with God. Mm. in a right relationship. And I, I think 
you know, so far the significance of going through Proverbs to me has been over and over again. You know, wisdom is the other side of this. Yeah. And, and, and wisdom is going back to, hey, golden rubies, you know, they're treasures. But so is a knowledgeable mouth, uh, a lips of knowledge. So is that. And uh, saying the right things, speaking the right things, and and then talking about, hey, when you loan people money, when you're when you make sure that you've got everything in place, and don't be that guy that expects to walk up. And uh, our government's broke today because they're constantly loaning money. The president's trying to pass a bill right now to make solar energy. He says, you know, there's going to be another two million jobs. They tried to do that during the Biden administration a few times, and and uh, it's just crazy. But there's always an answer. Uh, that God has. God says, get off the couch and go yeah. to work. You know, that's what yeah. God tells us. God tells us that there's no place for apathy. God tells us that we've got respect. And, and you know, we have a responsibility for those human beings in our charge, Stephanie. Yeah, exactly right. And understanding that you're setting an example for your kids or for, you know, whoever is watching you, you're, you're setting a life pattern example for them. And they're going to remember you. Yeah. Somewhere or another, you're, you will be remembered. And, um, you know, that's that's a constant challenge to me. Do I want my kids? First of all, I don't want to be a, a, a hypocrite. I'm going to tell them you be diligent. I better be being diligent myself. I tell them we, we search for wisdom in God's word. I better be searching for wisdom myself. All of these realms of life, you know, we're setting a pattern for them to follow. And is it one of godliness and diligence and um, seeking, seeking to make a difference, seeking to constantly be being found faithful? Or is it the, you know, the negative opposite of all those things? Exactly. And, and that's important, folks. And we got to think about that. You know, we, again, we're looking at these scriptures in a couple ways. We're looking at them, you know, as folly. And what the wisdom side of every verse is, sometimes the verses, you know, pointing out clearly, inexplicably uh, pointing to us, you know, in many ways, or not inexplicably, very explainable, that, hey, this is what you do and this is right. And then mm-hmm. if you do this, you're wrong. And so over and over again, we get that. And we, those of us who suffer from PTSD, sometimes we're a little bit too hypervigilant. It's hard to pay attention to some things. We, we got to slow down our lives a little bit, especially those of us who live with people who are all wound up with this stuff. But the, you know, the, the Bible's clear. The devil's going to try to tempt us. And boy, he's going to try to tempt those of us who sometimes don't take the time to listen to things all out. You know, we hear but we don't listen or we listen or and we're not hearing exactly what they're saying to us. However you want to look at that. And I think that's all wrapped up here in this verse too. Bread of deceit, you know, it's sweet. It's sweet though. Sinful things have attraction, but when you serve God, you don't have to worry about your mouth tasting like gravel later. Hey folks, we love this opportunity to be with you. And uh, remember, if there's anything we can do for you, make sure you contact us on the Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits, as well as uh, if we can tell you something about the retreat and things we're doing in the ministry, we want you to be part of them. So go ahead and contact me at Doug Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Hey folks, when you get out there today, remember that God is with you and wear the smile that only he can give you. We sure do love you folks. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.